Hello, and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your host, Hill House, from, well, I don't need to say it, but International Sensation YouTube channel. Good time, <laughs> good games, good vibes. This is going to involve... <laughs> This is going to evolve to you just saying, and uh, I don't need any introduction. <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> and then there's going to be someone who's like been actually listening to the show for years that still doesn't know what your name is because you assume everyone knows Probably. it. But um, yeah, we're That's releasing funny. a show a little bit late this week, but um, we're just still working out scheduling stuff. But um. We're still bringing the newest news in gaming, and uh, yeah, we're ready to tell you it if you're ready to hear it. So, um, we always start our not show ready. off talking about. Even if you're not ready, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, we always start our shows off talking about games that we played in the last week. Yeah, and uh, it could be either new games or just usually it's just new games to us, um, and th- that's what defines a new game. Or anything that's new, it's not new until it's new to us. So pretty much, it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. So, so, so last episode, um, I talked about how I was going to finish that game, Adam Venture, and I thought I had a pretty good understanding of what the game was going to be like, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was going to surprise me at the end, and it didn't. It's a uh, it's uh, exactly what I thought it was. It's a very mediocre game. It's not terrible by any means, but it's not something that you would uh, really tell your friends about. <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's it's just a uh, uncharted kind of ripoff slash Tomb Raider ripoff, not done as well. But I mean, you could tell that there's some heart there. So I'm not going to rant on it too much. Um, the actual only plus side. Well, it's not the only plus side is if you are going for like gamer score leaderboards, it's a pretty easy gamer score game. And it's not the worst game that I've ever played that it's not a painful gamer score. You can get through it without like pulling your hair out. It's not that cringe. It's it's cringe, but it's bearable. Um, but what it did inspire me to do is I actually went and um, <laughs> I went and played Uncharted 3. Um, which was crazy. I actually didn't think I was going to beat it that fast, but I just randomly played Uncharted 3 because I wanted to gear up for playing Uncharted 4. And um, I've never actually finished 4, so I wanted to play 4 maybe this week or next week. Yeah. So um, on that note, though, um, uh, the only other game I did play is a game that is free if you have PlayStation Plus. It was free this month. It's called Erica. It is an FMV style game. It was released last August, so it is less than a year later. It is being promoted as a free game inside of PlayStation Plus. And um, I have to say that I'm really intrigued by this game. It's uh, really entertaining. It's right up my alley. I love FMV games. Um, the newest FMV games that I've played recently have all been ma- made by a... Uh, I think it's called Wales Interactive. They made uh, Night Shift and um, is it called Night Shift or Late Shift? One of the two, I forget. Uh, they also made The Bunker. They're actually a pretty active um, FMV game developer right now. 
And um, to see another company come in to the scene and do the same type of thing, um, maybe even better. Uh, the production quality of Erica is leaps and bounds better than uh, Wales Interactive. Not to say Wales Interactive makes bad games, but the production value of Erica is very well done. There's good lighting. There's good uh, blocking. There's good acting. Um, it's very well done videos. Um, it is made by, I think it was called, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about it. Oh my gosh. I think it was called Flavorworks developed it. Oh yes. Yes. And, um, that is who it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's heavily funded by Sony. So I, I, I am very supportive of Sony always taking these risks on, um, smaller styles of games and smaller indie developers so yeah. this uh game is a big risk as far as you know making its money back um but fmvs have been on the rise um they're getting more and more popular because basically what they are is they're like choose your own adventure books but in a video game format so um it's really cool to play this game i will say that um one of the most interesting things about the game is that there is a companion app for your phone. It's available on Android and iOS. And when you download the app, you use the screen of your phone as a mouse, basically. So it can connect to your PlayStation through the same Wi-Fi network. Uh -huh. Or I guess if you don't have Wi-Fi, um, it can connect to your PlayStation by making your PlayStation a hotspot. It's really odd. I didn't try doing that. But you, there's an app where you can do all the motion stuff within the game, like opening doors, turning keys, stuff like that. You touch the screen and you move with the motion of it. Okay. And it's a pretty cool mechanic. Um, but it is also, if you don't want to download <clears throat> the app, it is also able to be played on the touch screen on on the touchpad, I mean, on the PlayStation 4 controller. Yeah. And I will say that the touchpad is a lot more optimized. It's a lot more accurate on your touch than a, a smartphone. Um, probably because it's designed for just receiving touch. <laughs> um, but there are certain things that make more sense on the touchpad for aspect ratio. So if you think about it, the touchpad on a PlayStation 4 controller is a horizontal rectangle. Yeah. So when you're looking at a screen that you're playing... It's also a horizontal rectangle. So if you need to touch something on the screen, your touchpad on the PlayStation 4 controller should be able to touch all corners of the screen if you're using it as a mouse. It makes sense. Um, when you're using the phone app, you're probably going to hold your phone vertically because that's how the app is set up. It's set up to be you know, held vertically so that you can just play with one hand. When you're doing that... There are some motions that are a little awkward, but there are also certain scenes in the game that make more sense for phone. It's hard to describe without spoiling the game, but it is one of those games that is very replayable because um, when you make different choices, different outcomes come up, different choices make different options come up. Um so I'm already in my second playthrough now, and I'm just doing that thing where I'm choosing everything I didn't choose the first time <laughs> to see what happens. I'm playing okay. dumb, basically. Um, I think my first playthrough is probably the best ending you can get. I think I played it really safe and how the game is probably supposed to be played. 
And now I'm just doing the stupid playthrough where I'm making a bunch of bad choices, trusting people that shouldn't be trusted, <laughs> going places I probably shouldn't go, yeah. um, looking at things that aren't important. So um, if you do decide to play it, I do um, highly recommend replaying it. It's got a lot of replay value. Um, a lot of elements can be turned on its head when you make different choices. So uh, that's my two cents on what I played this week. What you what you got this week? I actually uh, I actually didn't play anything new. Um, I am planning on playing. Uh, there's a couple of games that I downloaded. Uh, one of them in particular, let's see here, was it's a game called Lonely Mountains Downhill. It's a free game that was yeah. on for Game Pass. Uh, basically, it's like a mountain biking game. Uh, pretty basic. Uh, kind of reminds me of. Um, uh, untitled goose game kind of graphics, but not quite as bad. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you basically, this. yeah, you ride a mountain bike downhill. So I was thinking about trying that out. I didn't really get a chance to play it. Um, not yet, not with the new schedule going on. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to, but yeah, nothing new. Just, uh, been kind of chilling this week. <laughs> yeah. The other game that I wanted to play this week was grounded. That comes out on the 28th. Yes. What day is that? Yeah. That is uh, six days from now. So maybe yes. before the next episode, or maybe after the next episode, <laughs> I will play, play Grounded. I've had it pre-installed on my Xbox for three weeks. Oh, wow. Every time I try to open it, it says that it hasn't been released yet to cool your jets. And I'm just like, gosh, it's really not out yet. It's crazy that you've been able to pre-install it since... I think a late June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because we talk about games that um, need day one <clears throat> updates. Yeah. But this game has been pre-installed since a month before its release. I mean, when it releases, there's probably going to be an immediate update download. But <laughs> it has been initially pre-installed as of, you know, late June. So. Okay. I'm looking forward to that game. I hope it doesn't suck. I hope it's not too kiddish. I don't mind if it's a little kiddish, but if it's, if it is, um, what is it? What's the terminology? If it like talks down to kids rather than just expect them to keep up with the game, yeah. Um, then that's annoying. Yeah. Um, I hope it is a fun game with a really, um, enjoyable environment to all ages. I hope it isn't just trying to be. You know, a bunch of fart jokes and shit. But uh, I digress. Um, everybody needs a little bit of that. But uh, I am looking forward to that. I think there's more stuff that I wanted to play. But um, now I feel like I'm just stuck on Warzone and Erica. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with Warzone recently. But um, uh, Erica has been filling up my uh, single player time for sure. Right on. So is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got, man. Um, you know. Okay. Yeah. And, and I do plan on bringing back. We we flirted with it a couple of weeks ago. The um, uh, Josiah plays uh, shitty smartphone games. I do plan on bringing that back. Right on. I just have to have the time to actually play shitty smartphone games <laughs> and choose to go through the pain of playing those games. Yeah. But um, yeah. If you know of a very shitty smartphone game that will not give my phone malware. Uh, go ahead and send me a uh, <laughs> a link to it on Twitter. Um, you can either send it to the Declassified Cheat Codes, uh, that's at Declassified P, or um, 
you can send it to me directly. That's at Josiah Fling on Twitter. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I really intend on playing some shitty uh, smartphone games. You know, <laughs> anything to make me squeeze the phone. But anyway, um, we can head on to the news yep. and we can give people what they came to hear for. <laughs> came to hear for, of course. To hear forsooth. First thing in news is a game called Don't Get Caught. You may have already heard of this. This was uh, news early last week, and it is just too hilarious not to know about this. Um, this was a game that went live on the eShop. Now, this game wouldn't have any problem on like Steam or something, but this is on the Nintendo eShop. A this is on a store that is marketed oh mainly God. to kids, and it's supposed to be a very safe uh, platform to an extent. You know, there are M-rated games on the eShop, but, I mean, nothing, like, just filthy or ill-intentioned, you know. Um, this game, though, Don't Get Caught, uh, released a trailer and um, was actually put on the eShop. And basically, if you go watch the trailer, uh, the game is about jerking off in the backseat of a taxi and not getting caught. While you are <laughs> jerking off in the backseat of a taxi, your character is looking at random Polaroids of shirtless men, um, some men also being held hostage. And there's a baby to your right that is really horrifically looking at you. Oh, my God. And uh, I think it's like a doll. I don't think it's a real baby, so it's not as bad as that. But it's still really weird, and I get that people get right out of college or they're in college and they're making some, like, joke, uh, humorous games that they just throw up on Steam. I get that. But how in the world this thing got on the eShop through everything that you'd have to jump through to get this on the eShop. I, I have no idea. Um, when it was taken off the eShop, the developers of the game said that it was an accident because everyone knows that you can accidentally post a video game to the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> so, so stupid, I mean, dude. Everyone, everyone's calling BS on this. It was oh, completely absolute. intentional. Um and then Nintendo Switch uh, has a very large install base. Oh, yeah. So if you can get a game on there and you can get some money off of it as quickly as possible, you do it. Yep. The only problem was this thing was so shocking that it made the rounds in the news before it even released. So um, Nintendo so, did act on it. But, I mean, Nintendo should have screening for what they oh, allowed to be in the eShop to start with. <laughs> so. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Did you look up a trailer for it? I, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's uh, wow. Yeah, the thing is, it's not even well done. It's not oh, even. No. 
It doesn't even look like, and an it doesn't show you either. anything nasty. It doesn't even show you the person's junk, so you're not like seeing adult parts. Um, it's you know, it's but just it's obvious what you're doing. Yeah, it's the innuendo is there, and uh, oh my gosh, dude, yeah, this is crazy, dude. So it <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't it didn't get. Uh, uh, no, it was never you know, released, but it was posted to the shop. It didn't get a happy ending, but it just got a quickie. Is what happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that your early just the tip that's my early tip yes okay um brought to you by so, yeah. monster monster energy <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually drinking the uh new uh it's not new they had it last year the coca-cola cinnamon oh yeah um, it is very very good uh i want to thank everyone that works for coca-cola right now and is listening to the show. You hear though too, uh, and that's actually an interesting thing since you were bringing up. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there, but since we're bringing up uh, uh, drink sponsors, but uh, I believe it's Halo too is no longer going with yeah. Gamer Fuel. They've actually signed with Monster. So uh, wow. Mount, Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel is gone. It's now Monster Energy. Um. So yeah, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Now, so gamer. Gamer Fuel also already had a redesign. It used to be Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel, and then mm-hmm. when they switched it over to like Amp, they yes. like combined Amp and Mountain Amped Dew Energy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now it's this awkward Mountain Dew Amp Gamer yeah. Fuel. It's not even one or the other. Yeah. So I, I don't understand that marketing strategy. But I mean, what do we know? Um, <laughs> I don't have a college education. <laughs> No. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> let me let me get on with the news. Yes. Um, I kind of please. Pr- I was trying to promise a uh, straight to the point show. Yeah. Uh, but you know us. Um, do I even want to talk about that? <laughs> it doesn't even seem like news. I don't know why I wrote this down. I wrote down in my news, folks, that uh, Far Cry Six's Xbox art is already yes. out. And I guess the interesting point about it is if you look it up, it looks very similar to Xbox One art already. Mm-hmm. The box art looks very similar. And I guess the point that I wanted to make was it's kind of on that whole um, idea that they want there to not be generations anymore, that they just want there to be a new model of whatever can play the games yes. that you want to play. Yeah. So they're trying to break down those walls of generations. And it does make sense to make the games look completely backwards compatible <laughs> and that it looks like just the new model of Xbox. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they are going to be a little bit bit in the ass from the fact that it doesn't look new. So it that does hurt a little bit. It doesn't look like a new product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you went to the store and got this, you know, you would think you're just getting an Xbox One game. Um but it has a it has either a sticker or it's going to be printed on the cover. It says optimized for Xbox Series X with a really ridiculous logo. I don't know if that's going to be final, but I guess we'll probably see that in the first year or two of the Xbox Series X games. They will probably say optimize for Series X like we saw at the end of the Xbox One's life. Games would say optimize for Xbox One X, you know. Uh-huh. Um, in that sense, um, it does make sense to their business model. I should have probably put this piece of news later because I intend on talking about Microsoft more later in the show. 
Um, so I guess just hold on to your seats and wait till we talk about Microsoft more later. Um, the next thing in news is that Skull and Bones, which is something we talked about over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. This is a game that you and me were both excited about. It was like, it's like um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but just the ships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's made by Ubisoft. And it has been in limbo for the longest time. And it has been reported to be rebooted. So what is interesting is they've been talking about developing this game for years. Yeah. And they're not saying that they're about to put more assets into it and just finish it up. They're basically saying that they're scrapping it and restarting. So this is really strange for this game. A lot was already put into this game. Uh, years of work. Uh, probably a very large team worked on it. Um, they ended up saying that the reason... <laughs> that production stalled out was they had way too many live services. And that's really sad because I don't think anyone liked any of Ubisoft's live services. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything that they had that was a live service was things like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You had the uh, Tom Clancy games where everything in the world had a battle pass. Yeah. And people were getting really, really sick of it. And uh, apparently they put so much effort into those Uh that they didn't even finish Skull and Bones. So maybe they've woken up in a post-Jedi um, Fallen Order world where people are appreciating games that are not live services again. <laughs> um, maybe they've woken up and realized that they need to be like make Skull and Bones an actual game that sells year after year rather yeah. than a game that is just about bells and whistles that you can purchase for $10 in the, in the shop, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm tired. So of I was really too. excited about this game. Yeah. <laughs> I was really <laughs> excited about this game and I'm really disappointed that it didn't come together. Like it was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause maybe when we talked about it, it sounded like an amazing yeah. idea. It sounded like a really cool, you know? Uh, yeah. It was like an edgy, uh, sea of thieves, edgy or like sea of thieves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it sounded really cool. And the thing is, I guess let's look at the bright side. It could have been that they scrapped a game that was going to just be another live service that we would have hated. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's for the best. That could be. Uh, that's all we can hope for. Yeah. Signing off. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay. So there's a new record. For the highest auction sell of any single cartridge video game. Oh, yeah, yeah, period. yeah. Didn't we talk um, about that Super last Super Mario week? Brothers NES. Did we? Yeah, I thought we did. It was a... It's, we it, talked about... It's a 9.5 uh, mint condition, right? We did talk about this last it's week. It's in the box. It's still wrapped, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Let me put a note here. Let me title this note, Embarrassment. Okay. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. That's an amazing <laughs> piece of news, because if you think about it, the amount of money that they got for that game was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and what's funny is, um, the other thing is this inflates. Um, yeah, we did talk about this. The more I think about it, the more we talked about it. 
Um, <laughs> this inflates everyone's idea of what NES games are worth. Yes. Um, I guess yep. let me just add that piece is that when people see something like this sell for 114,000, you know, then they go down to GameStop or GameStop won't take it back. Never mind. Yeah. They go down to things like Game Exchange or whatever your version of Game Exchange is. Um, mm-hmm. A reseller that resells things that are older than current generation consoles, uh, not GameStop. Um, and they'll think that they can get, you know, at least $200, $300 for a game that has some scuffs on it, you know. Oh, they yeah. have no idea that you have to get it rated. Um, there has to be someone that's willing to pay that much for it. Exactly. And um, you have to have the ability to reach enough people that it can even be noticed. So you have to pay the auction site. You have to, you know, pay the person that um, actually rates it and grades it. That's the word. Um yeah, you're you're not going to be able to sell like every old NES cartridge you have for like yeah. fifty bucks a pop. There's still a bunch that are worth like ten cents. <laughs> and and anything <laughs> you know? collectible Some like of them that are only is, worth the casing. Yeah, and anything collectible like that is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it anyway. You know, you're not always going to get the best, the right. best you know amount of money for that. It's like when you're selling, let's take comic books, for instance, because that's something that I actually do a lot of is I, I still have a huge collection yeah. of them and I sell one once in a while, but I only sell one when I know the market has gone up on it. And also when I throw the the bait out there, per se, just to see how many fish are going to actually bite at it. You know what I mean? Because you kind of have to test the waters, you know, throw a little chub right. in there and then see what happens there in a feeding frenzy. But, you know. Most of the time, you're only going to get about 65% of what something's worth, if you're lucky, to a collector because that person isn't buying it because they want the you know to pay the full price for it. They eventually would like to have a return on their money, too. That's what collections is all about. So, anyway. <laughs> right. And the person that paid $114,000 for a Super Mario Brothers uh, NES game, mm-hmm. if you post one of the same grade quality... Yeah. Um, the guy who paid that much for it already has one. He doesn't want yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So automatically exactly. you lose the highest bidder. And yeah. uh, the second highest bidder then has to notice it and then still be on board with paying that much. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to think about. Um, I'm just saying that we talked last week also about the uh, – uh, that's that's that was what we talked about. We also talked about the PlayStation, the Nintendo PlayStation auction that we never finished talking about, but we did finish talking about last week, so we can move on. Very true. Um, <laughs> did we talk about the Atari VCS pre-orders? Uh, no, we 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 talked about the Atari VCS that they were coming out with, but we haven't talked about pre-orders or what the price was going to be. I believe I don't think we had any of that up there. Okay, good. I can finish my news then. Anyway, the Atari VCS pre-orders are up on Walmart. I talked about that at least in one of the last two episodes. Um, yeah. But the pricing is ridiculous. So the cheapest one is $279, and it's just the console. It doesn't even come with a controller. Um, yeah. Basically, if you want the one that comes with a controller and have one that has the decent RAM in it, you have to pay three ninety nine for that bundle, and that is the price yeah. of. 
<laughs> so crazy. Yeah. That is currently more than a 1X. You can get a 1X at Walmart for yeah. $299 right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a PlayStation Pro for $299. And this thing is not that powerful. This thing is not capable of doing anything that those consoles can do. It's very limited. It is 100% for collectors. And um, I don't understand why they would price things like this. Now, I do understand one thing. I understand that limited resources, limited production makes everything more expensive. They're not printing a bunch of these. And they also don't know that they also know that there's not going to be a big return on game investments. Uh, they know that the initial amount that you pay for for the console has to make its money back. Yeah. Because with things like PlayStation Xbox, they could sell at a loss knowing that they will make that money in return from, you know, subscriptions and services like that and game taxes and sales and stuff like that. Um, Atari is probably aware of the fact that they're not going to get any of those type of <laughs> benefits. So they are probably selling these to make sure that they make their money back. But I hope that they're smart enough to know that for sure these consoles are going to drop in price very soon after they're released to just try to, you know, get any money back for the damage that has been done. <laughs> and what's disappointing is there are people that backed this Kickstarter or Indiegogo, whichever one it was, and they're going to get theirs. They're supposed to be getting theirs before everyone else. So if you backed the campaign, you're supposed to get your Atari VCS like at least a month early. So those should be shipping out pretty quick. If it's releasing in November, people should be getting them early in October if they backed it up. Now, what is disappointing is if you get it early in October, you play it and you're disappointed with it and you're like, wow, well, at least I have a founder's edition of it. And at least it's a piece of history. Then come no then comes November where it releases and doesn't sell at all. <laughs> and you still have yours. Yeah. And you're just laughing that they stay on the shelves. And then comes December when they all get marked down half price. And guess what? You back the Kickstarter, meaning not only did you pay the initial price, but you probably paid more for like the incentive of like being a part of the you know, creation of the Atari VCS. So there's probably people that paid over $500 for this console that are going to be seeing it discounted on the shelves for like, you know, 150 or a hundred bucks pretty soon. <laughs> and that's gonna, that's gonna really tick off someone that supported this, you know, the wrong way pretty quickly because they're supposed to be getting the early version. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a big experience, but every step along the way, the Atari VCS has been a disappointment and um, to an extent, I hope it proves everyone wrong. I hope that it like blows people's minds, but I don't feel like there's a way it could. Um, there's not really going to be anything innovative about it, and um, it's more of just a novelty. It's like it's like something from another dimension. When you look at it, you're like, okay, that's pretty cool if someone gave it to me, but I still probably wouldn't use it because everything it says it can do, I can do somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, I don't know. It's one of those things that you shouldn't pay for. And at the same time, even if you had it, I don't think you would use it. So it's, it's disappointing on many levels. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. 
Uh, something that's actually a piece of cool news is that Stadia is getting um, Bomberman. I forget what it was called. It was the last Bomberman that released. I think it was called Bomberman X or something. I forget. It was on all consoles. It's the new Bomberman game. It was free with Xbox Gold not too long ago. Uh, it's also on the Switch. But the Stadia version of the game is getting an exclusive online Battle Royale that get, has up to 64 players oh, wow. on one Bomberman screen. Of course, I've heard multiple people on Twitter and multiple YouTubers already make the joke of all 64 Stadia players are going to play in one game together. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but it's really true. It's It's one of those things where it's like, that's really cool that 64 can play together on one screen, but like... I don't know what Stadia's player base is. I'm not sure if they're going to be faking that out. Maybe they're going to put some bots in it. There'll probably be a few bots. I think there will I be. I don't feel like it would be otherwise like, okay, let's Because otherwise have, it's going to be the same 64 people on the same screen every game. Right. But let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's I'm say they have hating. a couple of, <laughs> let's say they have a couple of thousand active users, maybe even 10,000. That's not even possible. No. Let's say they have a couple of thousand active users. <laughs> Um, how many of those do you think are actually going to play that one game at the same time that you're playing it? So first of all, they have to even care about the game. Yeah. It's going to take out like probably 90% of the Stadia players. And then that last 10% <laughs> is going to have to not only play the game, but play at the same time that you play. And that makes it even smaller. Yeah, very true. <laughs> and on top of that, the thing is they may have been crunching these numbers. I know they they, they put the Bomberman br64 as the title i think it kind of has this kind of nintendo 64 vibe so they think that sounds cool but i honestly think that they didn't do a hundred like most brs because they didn't think that there's any way that it could fill you know otherwise you'll be waiting for a game for like two hours on stadia you know and then you'll get killed immediately like what if you waited for hours in a br and then immediately died i don't know it's really funny to think about because it's just such like you're already taking this service that hardly anyone uses and then you're cutting it down more and more and how many people are actually going to participate in it. And I don't see it being that popular, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For example, um, let me make a good comparison. Uh, the N Nintendo Switch, if you have Nintendo Switch online, you have access to... Um, Tetris 99, which is Tetris Battle Royale. Okay. A lot of people love this game. My brother-in-law loves this game. Um, and it's a really cool version of Tetris. It makes Tetris competitive. It's really crazy. Um, you go against 99 other people, and it's BR Tetris. This works because Tetris has a huge following, and Nintendo Switch has a huge install base. That works. But you can't just turn around and Stadia can't just say, hey, all of our players of Stadia are going to take part in this exclusive BR. That doesn't work for such a small platform. It has to be like also on PC and Stadia. That way there could be enough player base. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense to only be on Stadia because it's a BR game. Like you got to get the people to your servers first. You can't just act like suddenly a ton of people have Stadia and everyone can participate because otherwise these things are going to be, you know, 58 bots and six real people inside of it. Which is probably actually true. It's probably actually going to be that ratio. <laughs> <laughs>
But um, yeah, that's my last piece of news. I just I I I scratch my head at Stadia on this, but it is cool. I like Stadia having exclusive stuff. I do like the idea of Stadia. I'm still probably going to be on the Project X Cloud train, but uh, Stadia is a cool idea. I like what they're doing. I just don't like their execution at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like any any yeah. decisions they've made from a business standpoint. I like their vision. They're just is a disconnect in their management. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's like someone said, it's like a Google executive said, hey, here's a market. We are capable of being in it. Get in it by November. And everyone tried as hard as they could. And then someone along the way was like, hey, we're going to need something to actually bring people to our service. And then that exact same executive was like, oh, no, we're going to be groundbreaking and everyone's going to want to come to us regardless of what we offer. Yeah. And then that person was just like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Because that's what it seems like happened. It seemed like they thought it was going to be such a big deal that they didn't actually have to offer anything. Yeah. They were very naive with their business plan. They really were. Right. I mean, very much so. It couldn't just be an Right. They thought just an exclusive way of playing games would be enough. That's proven to not be true. It needs to have exclusive features, not just convenience. Because the number one inconvenience about it is you have to rebuy everything and it can't use anything that you own besides your television. So they said break away from the console. But guess what? By breaking away from the console, you have to buy new games (laughs) that you probably already own on a console. You have to buy a new Mm -hmm. controller to connect to your Wi-Fi because it doesn't support Bluetooth. You have to buy a Chromecast because you've been happy with a Roku for five years. (laughs) (laughs) And... Um, all the all this stuff happens, and they're trying to act like it's so convenient that why wouldn't you want to do it? And I've just listed off every reason why it's not convenient. Yeah, and everything else you were already doing, you could already do everything that it was doing, you know, without it. Because in reality, not many people are going to play on their phones because no one has Google Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I digress, and I will uh, hand over the news to you. Oh, no, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, no, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. It's Yeah, it was. I mean, we, we talked about that before, how it was just a massive <laughs> failure and major disappointment to a lot of people. I mean, they're still going to try to keep going, obviously. They're <laughs> major they're trying to. Yeah, major disappointment reporting. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Maybe they can make a turnaround. You know, you never know. Uh they may come up with something that's interesting enough to keep them afloat. But anyway, let's get on to something different. Uh, uh, Ubisoft, <laughs> man, I want to talk about them. Uh, they, you know, they've been having issues uh, with uh, the allegations that were going out sexual misconduct in uh, place of employment, that kind of thing. Uh, what was it? Three executives, three major executives stepped down, what, a week ago or so, two weeks ago? Uh, you know, stuff like that yeah. amid the whole scandal. Well, it, you know, in all that darkness, once in a while, we do find some some decent news, you know, some good news that we want to hear. So one of the good things that they're doing, and this is probably just so that they can save some sort of, uh, you know, fan base and whatnot, uh, is that they will not be charging more for PS5 and Xbox Series X games this fall. They're going to stay at uh, they're committed to stay at $60 instead of raising the prices. Um, such saints. <laughs> so I honestly, 
It says that um, uh, they were asked about the next-gen pricing <laughs> after the fall, and their quote was that they are co- concentrating on the Christmas releases. They have decided that those games will be launched at $60. So this may be a trend that we see with everybody that's happening. You know, I, I honestly think that these companies are going to think about it, and I think that... Uh, hey, there goes Kiki. I honestly think that... Um, <laughs> that uh, um, all of these companies are going to think about what they're doing as far as the price of these games, especially with, you know, you got COVID-19. Yes, people are getting stimulus checks, and yes, people are getting more money on partial unemployment and you know, whatnot, but because, you know, I, don't know why we're laughing. I, I hear it all the time, dude. It just pisses me off, so I'm not going to get into that. But uh, so I honestly think that these game developers and these companies are going to, you know, go back to the normal pricing. There's no justifiable reason for them to be uh, inflating these next gen <laughs> games to 70 plus. So, yeah. Right. So there's a little light in the darkness. Who knows? Maybe they'll all <laughs> Steve, go for it. <laughs> Steam runs their unemployment sale. Their summer unemployment <laughs> yeah. stimulus yeah. sale. I'll tell you what, <laughs> just in time for your checks. If if a lot of these companies did a the business model, because I noticed a lot of a lot more are doing these rapid and uh, you know uh, numerous sales throughout the year. Steam was one of the first companies that did that on the regular. Um, they did that all the time, and so now you're seeing Epic do it. You're seeing Riot Games do it. You're seeing. Uh, Origin do it. So all the EA, basically. So a lot more companies are doing mm-hmm. these sales because what I think they're realizing is people are buying these games in bundles when they make them more attractive. You know, as far as, I mean, look at some of the stuff, you know, that you've gotten. I mean, I've got a great deal on all the Half-Life games, you know, for, what was it, a buck something one day? It was just crazy. And yeah. now you can't see it that anymore. You can't do that anymore. It may happen eventually, but but yeah, so that's my point in it is I think you're gonna see a lot more of this kind of stuff because people are buying these games in bulk, I think, rather mm-hmm. than um uh one at a time. So you're gonna see these package deals. You know, it may be sweet, it may not, who knows? But uh yeah, I, I think a lot of these companies need to start following that kind of business model. But anyway, yeah, so no more charging for the uh next gen games, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, one of the games that I knew that you were talking or you were playing, was it Yakuza? Was it Zero? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a new one called Like a Dragon um, that's coming out. Yeah. It's going to be starring uh, George Takai, is, uh, which I just <laughs> love the thought of George Takai being in this game. Uh, his voice, anyway. I think it's going to be amazing. Well, anyway, this yeah. one, uh, they went ahead and... Um, uh, released a date uh, in November that this is going to be coming out. And um, so Yakuza Like a Dragon starring uh, George Takai is supposed to be released in November. And the Series X version is going to be on uh, day one of the console launch, but the PS5 version is not going to be available <laughs> until a later date. That's kind of, yeah, I wonder why they're they're doing them differently. You would think that uh, um, both of the uh, both of the uh, consoles would have the game ready. You know what I mean? The developer would have it ready for both. But uh, and it also, you know, with that being said, it also looks right, like Xbox is coming out in November. Because I, I was reading that in a, a yeah. alongside this and, earlier um, today. Yeah. Go ahead. The other thing is, um, since. 
Xbox is going to be cross for the first like year. Um, it could be that the game is just optimized for Xbox One right now. And they're just saying that mm-hmm. since it is, it will also be available on the Series X. Maybe they're planning on revamping it, remastering it later down the road. Okay. Could be. Yeah, it actually, this game had already come out as Yakuza 7, I guess, in Japan. And mm-hmm. uh, it has not been released um, in the West. So that's what they were talking about in one of these games. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it says it's getting a Western release in uh, November. It's getting the full English dubs. You know, the uh, uh, it's yeah. going to be dubbed and everything. So I think that's kind of cool to me. It just it brings me back to because as a kid I used to love watching those um, those old Japanese movies. You know the uh, what do they call them? Uh, not spaghetti westerns, but it was something else. And uh, they were just it, it was cool. You know, watching these people. They're speaking obviously mm-hmm. in Japanese, and then people, English actors are overdubbing in their voice. Obviously, uh, way overacting. And uh, I just loved the shit yeah. out of it. I thought <laughs> the it was dubs neat. are always really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's going to be kind of <laughs> cool to see in this game. Um, but uh, George Takai, he plays the uh, patriarch, uh, Masumi Arakawa. So he's going to be like the leader of this uh, of this uh, Yakuza clan. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see it. I love watching people play these kind of games. I don't get into them myself. I thought about downloading uh yakuza zero just to try it out but uh yeah man, it starts very slow i love watching <laughs> these kind of games so i love watching yeah. people who who actually enjoy playing them play them because i mm-hmm. uh, the visuals on it are really cool and you know it's kind of like uh those two new games uh what is it ghost of shushimi or some shit like that sashimi whatever it is yeah shushima yeah sushima <laughs> sashimi uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that I've watched some gameplay with that too, and that looks absolutely beautiful, also. So, yeah, man, that'll be landing in November, guys. Uh, if you're a Yakuza fan, you've got uh, you got some good stuff coming your way. Uh, another cool thing, dude, that's happening right now: Rocket League is going free to play finally. Um, after I've already paid thirty dollars wow. for the game, it's going to be free to play, and it's also moving from the Steam Store to the Epic Game Store. So uh, you're not going to be able to get it on Steam anymore. You're going to have to go to Epic. But yeah, man, it's going to be 100% free to play. I think that's going to be neat. Um, it's going to be later on this summer. So you're probably looking at probably more like the end of August, maybe the middle of August. But uh, yeah, uh, anybody who likes Rocket League, which that's a game that <laughs> just amazing to watch people who know what the fuck they're doing play this game. They do some yeah. crazy crap with these cars that I just can't figure out. You know, I thought I could, you know, whatever, I'll make the car. F- no, Mm-mm. Uh, one guy in particular, Travis, uh, we've talked about him. He's one of the listeners to the show. He plays Rocket League and I watch him and his buddies play. And it's just amazing stuff. I wish I could play that good. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might download it for PC. I know I did buy it for uh, Xbox a while back, like I said. So I paid, what, $29.99 for the goddamn game. And now it's free. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, I think I may have bought it twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know that might be I something think that I we actually play again three times because I have it on PS4 <laughs> too. Yeah, it's going to definitely be later this summer. So yeah, free to play, and uh, it's also going to get cross-platform progression. And uh, yeah, 
Everything else, your cosmetic items, it looks like is going to be fine. Your battle pass progression is going to be fine. Competitive rank is still going to be in there. So it's going to be the same game. Uh, you know, and we're seeing this even more too, is all this cross play stuff that's starting to happen even more. Um, every day, another game comes out. Yeah, it's they won't it. do this, but what they should do is they should give you $29 worth of cosmetics currency. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be they fair. They should have people that already own the game. They should give them the same amount that the game used to be and just make that <laughs> their currency. I mean, it doesn't hurt. They If they can make you get addicted to buying cosmetics, you'll buy more. You know, That's true. That is true. Um, so. I mean, that is kind of how you they drag you into those uh, microtransactions anyway. And that's funny that you bring yeah. that up because that segues perfectly into my next story. <laughs> Uh, it's about Godfall. Uh, have you heard of this game? No. Um, well, this is a game that's supposed to be uh, um, coming out late this year. Uh, it's going to be coming out uh, PlayStation 5 and on Windows. It's not going to be on Xbox, apparently. Um, it is going to be on PC, which is strange to me. Um, but it's an action role-playing game. Uh, it's developed by Counterplay Games, and it's published by Gearbox. Uh, like I said, it's going to be later this year uh, that it's coming out, uh, action role-playing. And um, anyway, one of the things that they are touting that they're talking about is that Godfall is not going to have any microtransactions or follow the games-as-a-service model that a lot of these other games are, are doing. Now, there is a... Uh, yeah. There is a campaign mode and that's what, you know, obviously people were going to be buying this game because it's, you know, like a single player campaign style game. Well, that's just the the tip of it. So it sounds what I found interesting is that I could see a lot of other developers and publishers using this model to create some new games that's actually going to be beneficial to them because they're going to make more money off of it, I think, than the microtransactions, to be honest with you. And also, um, for us, as a consumer, we're going to have a much better game that we're going to be able to play. So, anyway, um, they did an interview with, uh, it looks like, Arex Gaming, Arex Gaming, something like that. And uh, I can't even pronounce it correctly. Um <sighs> Now, they were asking about the games as a service model and uh, the the whole microtransaction thing. Um, but what they said is, yes, there is a full in-game experience that you're going to be able to complete. However, one of the things that they have in this is that there are uh, uh, the divided realms, because this is a whole like, uh, you know, the God of Earth, God of Fire, God of Water, that kind of whole yeah. thing. And so you're going to have these divided realms of earth, water, air, fire, and spirit. And once you get done with the initial campaign, you're going to be able to explore all of those five different aspects uh, with more gameplay, So, it, which will be completely mm -hmm. different. And so basically it says that all you're doing is um, scratching the surface of the game by completing the campaign. There's, there's going to be so much more to it. So what they've done is they found a way to, you know, make – one game turn into about five, six, seven different games. Um, so it's going to be cool. Right. And uh, yeah, you're not paying for these extra little things 
uh, you have to complete the game in order to break through to these other parts of it, which is basically that's what old school games used to be about. You had those uh, those extra levels, you know, that if you if you yeah. kicked ass, if you did it on on uh, what is it, uh, death mode or the hardest mode there possibly was, then you got exclusive content. And I think that's a great way to reward players other than doing these microtransactions. You know what I mean? So hopefully uh, yeah. we'll start stepping out of that realm. I don't see it happening because. We both know there is a shit ton of money in microtransactions, and uh, I mean, look at a uh, look at a uh, Fortnite. <laughs> They're making a killing on all those cosmetics yeah. and V bucks and all that other stuff. Same thing with paladins with the gems and and whatnot. So, yeah, but maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll see something different happen. You know, with some of these guys, and they'll they'll start following this kind of a pattern. It's just me, you know, kind of wishful thinking. But thought I'd throw that out there. If you are a uh, a fan of that game, Godfall, then uh, check it out. It's going to be happening soon. Next story. These are super fast. Uh, Dragon Age 4. Um, there was a lot of, you and I talk about a lot of rumors about games coming out. Um, if they're actually going to be happening, uh, etc. Well, Bioware has come out and they said that they are making progress on Dragon Age 4, that it is still happening. Uh, don't you worry your pretty little heads about it, even though they're working from home. It is still going to be happening. It's just going to take a long, long, a little longer than expected, but we've been seeing that too. You and I have both talked extensively about these game companies that are mm. putting games on hold so that they can make them you know, better or correctly or fix the problems that they have. And we've seen a lot of success in that with several of these game companies. Um, they've come out with some outstanding, outstanding games, so... Uh, yeah, this is going to be still happening. Uh, like I said, they were, uh, um, you know, there were rumors and whatnot about it, but at the, what is it? The 2020 EA play live event, which that was just, uh, what just a couple days ago, right? Something like that. Uh, yes. Um, it was, but also on, uh, uh this afternoon, um, they also confirmed that uh, the uh, the game was still in development, but the work from home situation has had a negative impact on the development of the game. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things right. that's, that that was happening. But uh, they had a they now they teased this. The reason why I say they've been talking about it for years is because a couple of years ago at one of the events, and I imagine it was probably the EA gaming event back in 2018, they they had teased the idea of Dragon Age Four. Uh, but now it's absolutely confirmed, and um, you know you still don't have like video gameplay or anything like that of, of what the actual game looks like. But um, there's little tiny little juicy tidbits coming out here and there. So if you are a dragon age fan, man, Hey, it's coming, it's happening. It's confirmed 100%. Uh, so, you know, just uh, wait, be patient a little bit longer. And uh, these folks will develop your game from the comfort of their own home and you'll be able to play it soon. <laughs> These are just quick stories, guys. Uh, there were, like we were saying at the beginning, there really wasn't a lot of a lot of news this week, and uh, I think uh, uh, Josiah and I have both had an extremely busy week. So we just wanted to at least come up with something for you guys to to look at and you know listen to. But uh, last thing that I want to talk about because um, 
uh, little thing of news is uh, Logitech has teamed up with Herman Miller and they are making a gaming chair. This chair is $1,500, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's nuts, man. They do have some current discounts or whatnot, but <laughs> even with the discount, there's no chair that sells for under $600. And, um, Many of the chairs are already over $1,000, and there's some that cost almost $2,500 from this collection. And, uh, you know, one of the things that they talk about is a good chair is important. You know that, and I know that. Um, one of the first things that I did when I started streaming is I bought a decent chair because I knew that I was going to be spending hours in this chair. Um, these chairs come with, a, I believe, a three-year warranty. Uh, so you, you have to buy basically a new chair every three years. If you, you know, unless you know something about, uh, you know, refurbishing it or whatever. But, um, one of the <laughs> things that they're talking about with this chair is that it has one of the, uh, selling features is it has copper infused cooling foam in its back support and seat cushion. And this helps to reduce your overall body temperature. So if you get too hot while you're gaming, and uh, there's additional strategically put foam that helps to force you to keep sitting upright. So it doesn't let you slouch or whatever, anything. Um, and the seat can be extended to give you additional support under the knees if you're, you know, for longer bodied people. So you can make the seat a little bit deeper. Uh, so it sounds like it's a really good quality chair. Uh, of course, there's, you know, arm support, back support, the whole different thing. But yeah, so Logitech has now teamed up with Herman Miller and they've made this uh, really, I mean, it's a good looking chair, but I it, it doesn't scream $1,500 to me. Uh, but, you know, to each their own, uh, if, it, if it ends up being a much better chair, it doesn't look like one of those ones that's molded that wraps around your body. It looks like a standard office chair. That's the crazy thing. Um, so some of these that are going for $2,500, that's, that's kind of wild, but yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. A little fun news, um, about something that <laughs> none of us can afford. So yeah, there you go. But that's all the news. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the news I got, buddy. <laughs> yeah. A couple of things. Um, we were talking about microtransactions and I decided to look up what the first game with microtransactions ever was. Do you know what it is? The first game with microtransactions? I want to say probably one of the Call of Duty franchises or Modern Warfare. It's probably very close. Um, technically, it was Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, yes. Okay. Now that makes um, sense. They offered a feature where you could, if you didn't like your steed, you could get a new one for $1.99. And that oh, wow. was the first microtransaction. Wow. Um, it was on PC and Xbox. I actually Both offered it. You know, I actually would have thought that maybe World of Warcraft would have been considered in that because they sell yeah, pets. Yeah, I think that's subscription. Oh, no. They have the subscription, but they also sell their pets and cosmetic items and stuff like that that you're able to do. When uh, do you think they started Being able that? to switch your gender, um, your, your alliance. Yeah. When did they start that, do you think? I don't know. I don't know, man. I think probably right around Wrath of the Lich King. So maybe 
Because Oblivion Maybe was two, 06. 2009? Okay. Okay, so yeah. Oblivion was a little bit before that. Oblivion's older okay. than I think all the time. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is old. Yeah it, yeah, it introduced the microtransaction, so you can blame... <laughs> you can blame uh, Elder Scrolls on that. Bastards. Um, yeah, but um, tomorrow is actually the Xbox showcase, so... Um, by the time you hear this, there will probably be some really crazy cool news at the Xbox showcase. Um, so don't think that we just somehow slept on it. We recorded this before Xbox's big showcase tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about some things we know about Xbox, even though that shows tomorrow. Um, first of all, uh, xCloud is to be included in Ultimate Game Pass. Oh, wow. So if you already have Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, you will already have access to xCloud. Nice. It's already been announced. Nice. So um, not regular Game Pass, but if you have Ultimate Game Pass, you have everything that xCloud has to offer. And I've already talked about this before, but I really hope that they have that xCloud app on a lot of different devices. That way you can take advantage of it. Yes. You know. So if they're smart, um, they will probably get more details on xCloud tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. If they're smart, they'll put it on as much as they can. Oh God. Yeah. But yeah. We'll probably get more details on xCloud tomorrow. So um, the other piece of news about Xbox that I want to talk about right before we end the show is that if you haven't already heard about this, the one S all digital and the one X have already been discontinued, mm-hmm. but the one S is not. The regular Xbox One S is still being manufactured, and I'm thinking it's because it still has a 4K Blu-ray player in it. It's still worth its uh, price tag for the 4K Blu-ray player. Oh, wow. So um, the One S is still exactly the same price as a lot of 4K Blu-ray players. So um, they are still manufacturing the regular One S, but the all-digital, which is surprising, has been discontinued. And the 1X has already been discontinued. So uh, they're already gearing up for next gen. But I guess they're going to keep making the 1S for a little bit while the 1X is on the huh. shelves. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's different. Um, there may be people who prefer to buy a 1S this holiday if they know that a bunch of the games can still play on it. So. I don't know. There might still be a market for selling the 1S. They're not giving up on it yet. They're leaving it as an option, I guess, but they're cutting back on how many Xbox Ones they're making. Hmm. They're making it just the 1S, you know? So um, a lot of what I just talked about is probably going to be reiterated tomorrow at the show. Um, But... Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, I, I got another Xbox story, too. This is the last thing that I actually wanted to talk yeah. about. But one of the things you and I had uh, talked about in one of the earlier shows was, you know, um, the whole cross-compatibility thing um, with being mm-hmm. able to play, you know, your Xbox uh, One games on your Xbox Series X. Well, one of the things that Microsoft is coming out with is a, th- a system called Smart Delivery. And I think we kind of hit on this a few weeks back but we didn't exactly uh, fully discuss it. But one of the things is that this technology called uh, uh, smart delivery, it allows you to buy the game once and to know that, okay, like right now, if I buy 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. If I buy Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla, let's say it was out already. It was released, but I bought it for the Xbox One. And I use smart delivery to do that. Well, I own that game forever. So now if I upgrade to an Xbox One or an Xbox Series X, the the system of smart delivery knows that automatically. And it's a digital download. I basically digitally download that to my uh, Series X and it plays it in the mode for the Series X. So even though you bought it for uh, Xbox Series One, you know, it still keeps going up with the digital right. download. So it, it it automatically makes it compatible and upgraded for that particular uh, console that you're playing on. So I think it's a really cool feature. Um, but the thing is, is that you have to buy it through the uh, smart delivery program in order to make it qualify for that. Um, they're working on doing something with the licensing for physical copies that you may have. Uh, so they are trying to work on that in order to, uh, uh, adjust it so that you're able to use your physical copies along with um, uh, your digital ones that, that go with the smart delivery. Cause I, I think that'd be a fair move because you've already paid for the game. So, you know, why not be able to, you know, right. digitally upgrade it through some sort of software or something, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's really a cool idea. I think it's a really good move on their part and uh, it's going to make you feel like, okay, I've already got the game but it's automatically going to be enhanced if I go ahead and buy the Xbox Series X. So all these games that I already own, if I bought them through the smart service, um, will be, or smart delivery, um, I'll be able to, uh, you know, they'll, they'll automatically be upgraded to the highest level of those games. So I think it's a good move. I think it's kind of neat that they're doing it this way. And uh, like I said, it's automatically optimized for the console that you currently have. If you use the smart delivery service. Right. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Xbox for life. Is that all we got for today? Yeah, that's all I got, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm actually... It's crazy. I've been playing my PlayStation 4 more. Um, I just... I I still don't really care for PlayStation for multiplayer games at all. Yeah, single player games, Um, 100%. Single player games? Yeah. Yeah, but for single player games, the PlayStation is so innovative and it's so chill. Yeah. It's got its own like it's got its own like <laughs> I want to say flavor or musk, but those are both the wrong terminologies. <laughs> um, but it's got its own thing going on. It's own vibe. And it's really hard to deny that. But <laughs> whenever I think about a multiplayer game, there is no way I'm opening my PlayStation. So it, it, it's really crazy. Um, I know everyone prefers one or the other, but yeah, I'm very excited about PlayStation's innovations this next generation. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think Xbox is still going to do their thing. Oh, yeah. Um, We're just a few so short we'll, years away with both of these companies, uh, with both of these consoles. Um, we're, we're just a few short years away from having um, movie quality video games. Uh, from these companies, yeah. man. I mean, it's just incredible, you know, and of course they're going to need the hardware to make that happen with these consoles. And we're just, we're really close, man. We could see it in not this generation of consoles, but in the next, maybe the next one or two generations, we're going to see some, some movie quality video games coming out. It's going to be incredible. Definitely. I don't know how people are going to be able to handle it. And that's going to be a, actually, that's probably a really good subject to talk about later on down the road because realism, you know, uh, you know, especially in it's like a war game, 
you know, is that going to desensitize people? What is that going to do? So yeah, man, I'm really interested to see it just because of the fact that it looks beautiful, but yeah, we're just, we're really close, man. It's incredible what they're doing. Sounds good to me. Um, but (laughs) I guess that's good enough for this show. Yeah. And, uh, we'll do another show probably sooner than later. Probably Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do another show very quickly and um, give you all the updates on everything that happens with Xbox tomorrow. Hopefully it's not a dud. Hopefully there's actually real announcements. Yeah. Because um, you never know. But fingers crossed that it's a good show. So uh, thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to our show. And um, just always remember that it's not the newest news in gaming unless it's new to us yeah yeah Let me title this note, Embarrassment.